G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might have been hearing about the fact that Australia's unemployment rate is hovering around all-time lows. A good opportunity today to explore Christian jobs in Australia. We're connecting with a Christian online employment service with many thousands of site visitors each day. New opportunities are added daily across a diverse range of categories in a variety of sectors. Our special guest today says a Christian job does not define the type of work, but rather defines the type of person. And with all of the controversies that have been going on, there might be a lot of dimensions to a conversation we'll have today. You might even be surprised how many employers are looking for someone just like you. Andrew Thoneman leads Christian Jobs Australia, and Andrew is joining us. Andrew, a special welcome along to 2020. G'day, Neil. Thank you. Great to be with you. Andrew, give us a little insight here. Not many listeners may have heard of Christian Jobs Australia. Tell us a little bit about your organisation. Well, it's an organisation that uh, started 20 years ago. Just uh, It was before uh, a, a lot of the internet was uh, around. It was before Google and Facebook and all those social media things. And uh, we felt that there was a real requirement, a real necessity for providing an opportunity for people seeking work in a Christian culture and a Christian environment. Um, and conversely, we also found a lot of uh, employers who... Uh, were keen to employ Christians because they wanted to match up with their own culture and moral and values. And um, so the, the website came together and uh, it, it really just took off because uh, I think uh, originally uh, companies such as World Vision discovered it and said, hey, we, we could use this. And um, today we've got, uh, I think, nearly 3,000 3, employers that uh, are using the website to advertise their vacancies. Now, it's one thing to think of uh, big ministries that might be looking for Christian employees or it might be even in a school's context looking for Christian school teachers. Uh, There's some issues there uh, where there's, you know, some anxiety about what might be coming. But it's ordinary businesses that might be looking for Christian staff. Perhaps there is a Christian leadership, an executive, people in charge of uh, the HR are looking for Christian staff. Uh, ordinary businesses can be on the lookout for Christian staff too, not just big ministry organisations. Yes, absolutely. Although we don't have many football clubs, I must admit. <laughs> but the, we, we, we are surprised at the diversity that, uh, that, no, that we do have on the website. Um, just recently, we, we had a, a job advertised uh, looking for a dairy farmer worker. Um, but we have things like insurance brokers, retail sales, employment consultants, people in finance, warehouse jobs. We've also got an aircraft maintenance engineer job on the website. So it's not just the, 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 the main Christian organizations like the Salvation Army and Wesley and all the churches. 
but it's many different organizations that are seeking to build a Christian culture within their organization. You mentioned football clubs. It is the big issue that might be on the minds of listeners today and what might even enhance the value of a conversation that we're having. And that is uh, with the Essendon CEO controversy, Andrew Thorburn forced to resign because of his alignment with a local church. Uh, There are obviously some who are concerned and even, uh, you know, anxious about the ramifications of that, even concerned about their own position, wondering at a time like this uh, whether their position is as secure as it once was. Thoughts here from you, Andrew, around uh, how people are feeling in their positions right now. Uh, You might have some some way of being able to look at statistics and the way that job ads are coming into your organisation. Any thoughts here on the effect of the football club's controversies? Yeah, Neil, look, that that was a very unusual situation. And I I call it unusual because it was a, a very senior role. And um, it, it was sort of a contractual role. So it falls outside sort of the, the protection of the awards systems. But, of course, it doesn't fall outside the protection of the law. But uh, that's up to sort of Andrew Thorburn and um, as to, to what he wants to do about that. But, you know, let, let's be honest here. We, we had to expect this. We shouldn't be surprised. You know, the, the, the Christian world and the secular world are diverging. We're, 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 we're moving apart. And this is something that is written in the Bible, and you know we, we have to, you know, we have to stick with the path, and uh, we ha- we have to um, be able to uh, absorb what happens here. And this is one of the reasons that Christian Jobs was um, started 20 years ago. We knew there would come a time when Christians would need to look after each other, and we fall back on uh, Galatians 6, 10, where it says, "Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good." especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And that's something that Christian Jobs is really working hard on, is, is putting, putting Christians together with Christian job seekers together with Christian employers. Let's look after the, the, the Christians. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but not at the exclusivity of others. We'll look after them as well. But uh, we, we shouldn't be surprised that this at the Essendon Football Club has happened. Um, will it affect other people? Yes, look, it probably will get worse before. Well, it's not going to get better, but it will get worse. And I, I think it's a point of being in the protection of uh, award systems where there is discrimination protection and also obviously lobbying government for greater protection of Christians in the workplace. Some might be thinking, is there a danger of polarisation? Now, I suspect the numbers we're dealing with probably are not going to be at this level, but uh, polarising a workforce or polarising the employee as though you're Christian and you're not. I mean, I think we've probably been very hopeful that uh, that there won't be that sort of uh, that differentiation that's coming from people who might be opponents or antagonistic towards uh, Christian believers. But as you're saying here, Andrew, this is actually now showing itself to be a reality where people are discriminating on the basis of faith and therefore you've got to be able to look out for one another. Uh, that's something that happens and typically, no doubt, within a local church setting, but this takes it to a new level when you're talking about an entire uh, way of talking about uh, your employment, say, through Christian Jobs Australia. Yes, exactly. This is what, uh, you know, what, what people believe, what their values, what their morals are. I mean, is, is is extremely important in terms of where they work and who they work for, 
And I think you find that um, e- even with this uh, the Essendon Football Club situation, um, you'd find that um, a, a lot of that is sort of the the, um, the, the, the panic, I guess, of, of what would happen to an organisation if, if Christian values were unleashed on it. I mean, heaven forbid. <laughs> yes. uh, it, 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 it's, it's something that um, it is becoming polarised, but let's be honest about this. Discrimination in, in all sorts of areas uh, is, 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 is always going to be there. I mean, it's not allowed to be there, but it always is there. And I, I, had, I had a church the other day saying, oh, we're not allowed to advertise for a male pastor. We have to not include the gender um, because that's discrimination. And, of course, that's true. You, you, you can't do that, and we, we understand that being, being a point of law. But then will they end up employing a female pastor? Probably not. So, so the discrimination sort of goes under the table in most cases, and that has been the case forever. Um, people will employ people they like, people employ the, the, the type of person they want to employ, and it's, it's, not a, it's, it's, it's removing the advertising of the job to the actual selection can be quite different. Just talk about the nuts and bolts of how Christian Jobs Australia works, Andrew. I imagine it's an advertising platform for positions that employers put up and you've got a following of employees or people who are looking to either get a job or change career direction. Uh, They're able to access those job adverts on your site and be connected with the employer. Is that the way the nuts and bolts works? Yes, it, it works in, in quite a few different areas in different ways. Uh, first of all, the employer would register with us as an employer and then they would put their own advert up on the website. And uh, that advert could be a featured job advert, which gives them actually greater exposure, or a standard job advert. But adverts are then available on the website for all those employees who have listed for job alerts. So every day, thousands of job alerts will go out and mention the the different jobs that have become available that the the people who have listed the job alerts have have required. But also that goes out in a a newsletter every week, goes out on social media, um, it goes through different networks. So we actually get thousands and thousands of views uh, each each day through various different portals that come back through to us. which is, is growing every day. And, of course, the Christian network in itself, Neil, as you probably know, is, is, is extremely social in that uh, there's many people who are looking at the website who see something and think, oh, that would be good for my friend Jill or that would be good for my friend Ben. And I hear so many people sort of saying, you know, they got the job because somebody else mentioned that they saw it. And uh, the Christian network seems to be very, very good at that. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might want to join in our conversation, a question, a comment, even a critique. Our special guest is Andrew Thoneman. Andrew leads Christian Jobs Australia. Andrew, timely talking about these sorts of things because right now employers are having trouble finding staff. There are tens of thousands of positions that are going begging. Uh, thoughts here for uh, for what the situation is like perhaps throughout Australia? Yes, Neil, we, we've been very spoiled over the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years where you would advertise the job and you just get a queue at your front door. And all of a sudden we're now advertising a job and we're not getting applications and um, you know, it, it's the whole the whole mindset has changed. And the reason it's changed, well, COVID obviously had a lot to do with it. 
in terms of um, in hospitality, you know, we had the overseas students to stop coming, so they weren't looking for part-time work in the hospitality industry. We had masses of people suddenly working from home, suddenly deciding, oh, I love working from home. I don't want to go back in the office. So they, they, would, they would probably resign and look for some work that they can do from home. Then we had a massive amount of people, more than I think we realised, who refused to take vaccinations and didn't want to have the vaccination. So they ended up leaving their employment and many of them are still sitting around waiting for those mandates to be lifted so they can move back into employment. But I think the other thing was that people through that time really started to analyse what's important to them. And so they really started to think about what they do every day and how they spend their time. And uh, I, I, I get the feeling from even from the increase that we've seen that people are starting to think more about what's important in terms of their job and they want to actually seem to be adding value um, to others' lives and, and to, to, to the workforce uh, rather than just doing a rubber stamp job each day. So we've seen some big changes. Neil, we've also found that um, the only way that people seem to be able to find staff these days um, is to um, attract them from another employer. So it, it's, it's like sort of a more a headhunting situation than rather than an advertising situation, especially some of the specialised jobs. But employers to, to attract staff need to be different. They need to offer some incentives. They need to offer things like bonuses. They need to be able to offer flexibility where people can work from home. They need to offer social opportunities where people can come together in a social situation, meet new people, rather than just the two or three they see every day in the office. They need to be valued. They need to be involved, included. They need to offer career opportunities. Um, security in jobs is another thing that people are really concerned about. And then there's the location. How am I going to get to work? Is there public transport? Is there parking? What's the environment like? Is it a nice environment? Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be hot? Um, you know, there's so many different things that employers can do to attract employees. And one of the other most important things is to listen to their employees. You know, what do you need to make this job the best job you've ever had? And if as an employer you can provide it, well, why not? Because you're going to have to to hang on to some good people. Interesting, isn't it? Have there'll be different perspectives, and uh, listeners might like to contribute. Perhaps you're an employer, or you could be coming from the employee side. You might like to contribute to our conversation along these sorts of lines. But in some sense, here, uh, because there are not many applicants for positions that are on offer, some employers are settling for a lower quality, and by that I mean underqualified staff. Whereas when we talk about how wages grow and you're talking about all of these things that employers need to be mindful of, uh, that security and being able to offer bonuses and such things, that's how you go from sluggish wage growth to a, to a thriving wage growth. There's, there's some challenges there depending on this, each side that you're looking at. Uh, any thoughts here on, on just how things are changing right now? Because some employers are settling for second best, not offering something a little better for their staff. Yeah, that's very true, Neil. And I think it's a case of survival, and especially in perhaps the hospitality industry. It's a, it's a case of do we, do we open um, with some untrained staff or do we not open? And of course, if we don't open, we don't survive. So, so there's, there's not a great choice here. Uh, I think things are improving. I mean, we are, we are seeing overseas students coming back into, uh, into Australia. 
Um, and we are seeing things settle down. We are seeing mandates of the, the, the vaccinations being removed. So, so things are settling down, but it's those employers that are really on top of it and are really sort of active in, in finding great staff that are the ones that are getting the, the great staff first. Those who are sitting back and just wallowing, um, they might not survive. And it, it is a very competitive market now to get good staff. And if you don't compete, you lose. Andrew, sometimes I get mixed messages around Christian employees, and I wonder if I can get your insights here. Sometimes uh, you'll hear of Christian employees who simply do not live up to the label that they wear as a follower of Christ. There is a certain standard expectation. Uh, There's a certain extra dimension to the Christian whether it's an integrity issue or honesty, accountability before God and not just the employer or that care for one another, the do unto others as you would have them do unto you type of attitude. Sometimes the Christian employee lacks some of these things and we have to be very mindful that when we're working for a Christian boss or whether you're working for any boss, those sorts of things need to come to the fore. Any thoughts from you around preparing yourself as a Christian employee to move into different workplaces? Well, it's interesting. I mean, Christian is is really such a a broad term these days, isn't it? Because uh, it could be somebody who just um, decides to call themselves a Christian but isn't, isn't really... Um, and there's, 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 there's almost different levels of Christianity, if I can put it that way, um, in some people who um, live out their faith um, every, every day. Uh, and there's some who will call themselves a Christian, but maybe just visit church on, on, on the special holidays. So it, 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 different intensities and um, it, it, that, that different intensity will come into the workforce. And that's also part of building that culture. And uh, I, I know some organisations will look to have some very, very intense Christians as part of their workforce, and then maybe not so intense Christians. So there is a bit of a, a bit of a balance there. And there's also Christian organisations who will employ non-Christians because they also want to be seen as the salt on the earth and want to actually encourage others to come to the faith. So there's going to be a whole mixture in a Christian organisation, um, but. I guess what's important in the Christian organization is, is the leadership of the organization. And we very much sort of see a, a Christian working environment as a loving, caring, nurturing place where Jesus is revered and referred to through meditation and prayer and where every individual is respected, loved and valued and a place where honesty, compassion, fairness and open communication is the norm. Now, if as an employer, that's what you can actually set up as your culture, as your organization, man, I want to work for you. Everybody will want to work for you. That, that would be fantastic. Um, we, we, we aspire to heights. We don't always get there, but that's what we need to aspire to as a Christian employer and to attract those, those Christian employees. That's right, the integrity of the Christian employee. And as you say, if you get a number of those Christian employees, you've got the foundation for a culture within an organisation. It works the same way the other side too, the employer, because while you might have some cultural Christians, in other words, Christian by name, but not necessarily uh, easy to see those ethics coming through in a in a, uh, a practical way, you've got the same thing with oftentimes uh, with businesses that don't look especially Christian, even though the boss says, I'm a Christian. We might assume, in light of last week's controversy with the Essendon AFL club, 
uh, that people are reluctant to employ Christians, but the opposite may actually be to the benefit of the employer to be on the lookout for a Christian employee. And just to reflect on a story that I have told uh, some time ago, uh, I know someone who was working for a Christian, uh, sorry, a secular, uh, so not a Christian business at all. I know someone who was working for a, a wine company and they were promoted in their role uh, to a leadership position because they were basically the only person turning up to work not hung over. Uh, now, that's just a little illustration of, of what might happen in one instance uh, in a workplace. But uh, the, the idea of a valuable Christian employee, depending on your business, is going to be pretty significant, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Neil. Yes, uh, you find that, I mean, Christians, Christians are different, and so they should be, because you know, their beliefs and values and morals um, are quite different from the secular world, or, or again, should be. Not always, unfortunately. But um, you find that um, the people who want to work for a Christian organization are generally a type of person. Um, there's, there's many people who would hate to work for a Christian organization, and that's fine. That's fine. They're, they're, we can probably safely assume maybe they're not Christian and that the, the, their values and morals just wouldn't align, and they'd be very uncomfortable in, in that sort of environment. But where you have somebody who's um, keen to be involved in Christian devotional, maybe prayer, um, maybe conversation about Jesus, um, where they can actually be open and share their, 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 their thoughts and their ideas about their faith. I mean, that, that's, that's a wonderful environment and it creates a great environment. So you, you do find that uh, when, when you do employ a Christian, you do find that they are a particular type. And that's the, t- the particular type that makes within an organization a Christian culture. Of course, uh, we'll occasionally have a conversation around workplace uh, where we'll say, you know what, you're on the boss's time. Uh, you don't pause and have those uh, nice Christian conversations and do those Christian things that you think that Christians do. Uh, there is a certain sense, isn't there, in which when you're on the boss's time, uh, you're doing what the boss expects of you. You've got a uh, you've got a, an employment uh, strategy that you're working with, a job description. But you are the sort of person who carries a different sort of character, uh, the one who doesn't gossip in the workplace, the one who actually supports the management and isn't pulling down the boss, uh, the one who has a sound work ethic and isn't going to be undercutting the hour's work and overclaiming the hour's paid. Uh, there's something about the character of the individual that, uh, that when you're talking about employing a Christian, there's something significant about that individual. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I, I employ Christians myself, and um, you know we, we have we have a wonderful time in terms of um, you know having devotions during the week, and we have some time with prayer. We we sit down as as, as a group and pray for for job seekers. Uh, we pray for employers who are, you know looking looking for staff. Um, so it, it's that sort of thing. And yes, you don't you don't get the gossip. I mean, I, I guess I, I'm a bit spoiled, Neil. I've been working in a Christian organisation for 20 years. I'm I'm a little bit out of it. Um, but but I, I remember you know 20 years ago being invited to a Halloween lunch um, with a, with when I was working for a secular employer, and so there's things like that happened that, that I thought oh no I'm not really comfortable with that. 
So, so you know, when when things are sort of within an employer group that you know is uncomfortable in your spirit, then maybe you're in the right place. And um, you know, having said that, I'll also say, look, it's really important that Christians are everywhere. We are the salt of the earth. We we can't just stay in one group and and just enjoy ourselves. We do need to get out there. And um, so, although there are many people who want to work in a Christian organization and can do some great things in a Christian organization. I also take my hat off to those who are working out in the secular organizations who are actually talking to them about Jesus. Let's agree that there are Christians who are going to be passionate about working for the non-Christian employer as much as there are going to be people who are wanting to work with the values and the ethics of the Christian employer. The Great Resignation, we mentioned this very briefly, uh, the thought that with low unemployment and uh, the opportunities that are created uh, when there is low unemployment. It's more difficult for employers to find staff. People have a little bit more of empowerment as an employee. And so the thought of uh, a great resignation, I'm changing careers, I'm changing companies that I work for. Uh, how do you describe what's happened in Australia? Has it been the same as the overseas experience? Uh, Neil, it hasn't been quite the same. We haven't seen people just resigning on mass, um, like they have perhaps in, in, the, in the US. But we have seen people taking up the opportunity of the low employment rate and, and the different opportunities within different organisations that have um, a staff shortage. Uh, what a wonderful time it is to reassess your career and, and reset your careers to, to where you want to be and what you want to do. And this is what I, I, I see happening, is that people are deciding, well, I've always wanted to try something different, um, but that opportunity hasn't been available. But all of a sudden it is, because some of these employers that I couldn't get a look in now are interested to talk to me. So it, it really is a, is a, it's a job seeker's paradise out there. Um, you, you can pretty much go anywhere and do anything in terms of, obviously you need to get some qualifications and that, that's okay, but once you get that, you can almost be you know, assured of, of getting that job that you've always wanted. This is, this is the time to do it. This is the time to make that career change. And um, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic in terms of, of the future and about the resetting of people's careers. That, um, that it just makes people happier to actually move into something they've always wanted to do, and this is the time to do it. It's like a window of opportunity, and what goes along with that analogy, of course, is that a window can soon close. Uh, I wonder if you've got any thoughts here, and perhaps on an outlook, uh, as you're a, as you're operating, uh, you know, quite a significant enterprise there with Christian Jobs Australia. You're monitoring these things. Uh, what are your thoughts on the outlook that might be ahead? We've been talking about tough times on 2020, even the possibility of global recession and how that might affect us here in Australia. What are your thoughts on an outlook uh, for the future, Andrew? Oh, look, I'm very much an optimist, Neil, but I, I do recognise and acknowledge that um, before we get to some good times again, we're going to have to go and be, go through some, some tough times. So the cost of living is going up. Wages aren't going up so much, but as people do reset and do look for other career opportunities, that will sort of over time rectify itself. So people will, will look to find something else that um, um, pays better, that gives them a better... Um, um, work within their life 
And um, so the, the, these things will change, but it's going to take some time and there, there will be some, some, some difficulties and heart, heartache on the way. Um, but I, I'd say sort of um, people will find their own way out of where they're at and there, there are opportunities to do that. So, so I, I'm quite excited about the future. I'm quite excited about even the, the, the way that people now are acknowledging that culture in an organisation is more important than pay. I think that's an exciting thing because that, that's what makes people happy. Pay is important, but being in the right place, being in the culture that, that, that really gives you happiness um, is, is far more important. Is there an upswing right now uh, to cement your place in a new workplace? Because a lot of people are anticipating that window may close, uh, that may be a recession. And, you know, I guess there's risk too, isn't there, in moving to a new workplace if you think that there is a recession looming, if you feel like the position you're in right now, even though everything might not be perfect about it, at least you feel secure. Any thoughts here? Is there an upswing that's happening right now? Yeah, well, I think this is the time to, to, to make, the, make the move, if you're going to make a move, because there, there, there is sort of more security in terms of um, employers not being able to find staff. So you, you, your position is more secure. Um, but, you know, as, as time goes on, that, that, that might become, again, less secure. So it, it is important that the, the role that you have, you become um, an integral asset to that organisation. And, uh, you know... That, again, comes back to being a Christian. Um, it, it's part of the Christian ethics in terms of um, doing everything you do at the best of your abilities if you're doing it for God. And um, so you, you find that uh, we find that the, the, the Christian employees become actually more valuable. We see this, uh, Neil, at the moment with um, teachers. There's such a shortage across Australia of teachers. And um, it, Christian teachers are sort of a, a small microcosm of the entire Christian uh, employment. And um, to, to, to actually work in, as a teacher to work in a Christian school is, is quite different for a teacher to work in the, in the public system. So it, it's an opportunity um, for you know, may, maybe a Christian who's working in the public system to move into uh, working in a Christian school and becoming and enjoying that new environment. And um, I, I would encourage Christians to, to, to look, at, look at doing exactly that um, because Christian schools are different and the environment is different and uh, there, there's, there's many opportunities out there across Australia right now. Interesting as you raise Christian schools and a shortage of school teachers and there are all sorts of programs that are happening in states around Australia to increase the number of school teachers. Uh, some are even relaxing requirements uh, to get into a teaching position. Uh, in other words, before you've even finished your degree, uh, being paid and perhaps under special supervision to teach in schools while you complete your qualification. Now, what I want to ask in mentioning that is, uh, is this something that is happening across the board in enterprises all around Australia where the qualities that people need, uh, the qualifications, uh, this might be the way to, to score that job without having the most formal qualifications that they might be asking for uh, in a job advert, but you still may have an opportunity to get a foot in the door. Is that happening, Andrew? Yes, exactly. And this is why I say it's a great opportunity for a career change. Um, you might only have had to start the new um 
degree. You might not have to have finished it. Um, you might be doing a theological degree, but want a job as a pastor. No longer have to wait, perhaps, until you finish that degree to move into the role because the opportunities are there. Um, so, so employers are having to cut the corners um, to, to to get the staff, and employees can take use that as an opportunity to to get in there. Um, with with Christian schools, you know, I'm quite concerned about corner cutting. It, it, it's a bit of a concern, isn't it? If you've got children at school and you realise this is going on, but you know, there's such a shortage now. There's even been talk of, of of schools being cut down to three days a week next next year because they haven't got the teachers, um, or the, obviously the class is getting much bigger. Um, and this is also causing a, a lot of Christians to really consider um, whether um, you know uh, homeschooling is, is is an option, which I believe sort of over COVID and has become really quite prolific now with the with the homeschooling. So that that's that's just a, a, another argument, another discussion altogether. <laughs> Hey, let's focus for a moment here on Christian organisations. I think most of our conversation has been pointed towards uh, any employer or company, uh, but back to these Christian organisations, supposing you're the Bible Society or, you know, I'm just uh, naming one or two, maybe your compassion, uh, you know, big Christian uh, charities. And there are people who might be thinking that if I'm going to be part of any sort of great reset, changing career right now, that perhaps I could link in with one of these major big Christian charities and perhaps even set myself on a trajectory towards a mission context for perhaps the remainder remainder of my career. Uh, those sorts of organisations, big organisations, big charities, they're also on the lookout for really, you know, uh, great Christian people to be a part of what they're doing. Uh, they'd be they'd be looking uh, to to get people who'd be wanting to change career and move into a Christian mission context, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely, and 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 they were so sort of that they always are, and they always will be. They'll be open open to that, and you know that that does make up the majority of our adverts. I think through um, people like that on, uh, on on Christian jobs, and find we've got sort of uh, compassion and Salvation Army and Wesley and some of some of the the, the, the big mission organisations, as you mentioned, the Bible Society. You know, they're they're always on the lookout for for for, for strong Christians. Um, years ago, it was more of a problem where people would sort of front up thinking that just because they're a strong Christian, they should get a job there. Um, and that really just wasn't the case. These organizations were probably keen on Christians, but more interested on skills and experience at the time. But I, I think, as you mentioned, I think that's changed a bit in recent times, again, because they, they have relaxed their um, requirements on skills and experience. But they wouldn't relax their requirements on, 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 on the Christian culture. Now, Christian Jobs Australia, uh, you've got thousands of registered job seekers and you've got a whole lot of employers. You're matching the two together. I'm hoping there's a spike uh, in all of those, uh, whether you're employer or employee, after our conversation today. But give us an idea just how extensive and where you're working, because uh, you can work all over Australia because it's an online uh, mix and match uh, organisation. So uh, how, do, how does it all work for you, Andrew? Yeah, look, on our website, um, obviously all the jobs are listed, but to make it easier for people, on, on the, the, the menu in our website, we've got a thing called Job Map, and it actually gives you a map of Australia, 
and shows you where all the jobs are in Australia. So you can actually click on it and you can actually delve right down. I mean, you can look at, um, say, say, Victoria right now and delve right down and it'll tell you there's 299 jobs in and around Victoria. But then once you sort of delve into it, it'll show you whereabouts in Victoria they are. So, you know, people who may be looking for a, a, a tree change or a sea change and think, well, I'd, I'd like, a, I'd like a, a job in a particular area, it's very helpful for them to sort of uh, see what jobs are available throughout the country where they are exactly. So recruiting the right skills uh, for your business or your ministry, this is what will be on the minds of employers. And if it's on the minds of employees, uh, that connection is going to be useful. Now, if you're an employee and you do you need to register with uh, job skill uh, with uh, Christian Jobs Australia, uh, and do you then sort of make the match yourself, or is it the employee who is uh, actually looking at those job adverts and 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 linking themselves? How does all that work? Yes, you, you can sign up as a as a job seeker. One of the things I I, I often never liked about websites, Neil, was when you go onto a website and they ask you to subscribe. You'd like to, you know, you have to hand over your, your email information. And I've, I've always found that annoying. I thought, no, I don't want to give up any information, but I do want to see what's on the website. So at Christian Jobs, you, can, you don't have to subscribe. You can, you can go onto the website and you can actually view through all the jobs. You can search jobs by keywords, by category, uh, even by distance from your home. Um, if you want to set up a job seeker profile, you, you're, you're very welcome to do so. And that, that actually uh, allows employers, if you wish, and again, it's something you can select, if you wish employers to actually view your details and your resume online. So you can actually promote yourself um, on, on the website to the registered employers. Um, so you can upload your resume and you can put your details there and the employers can actually search through all the different resumes that we have um, by different keywords. Um, so you know, if they are looking for, say, a dairy farmer, they can put dairy farmer in and they can search all the resumes to see if it actually mentions dairy farmer in it. So there's, there's, there's proactive ways that the, the job seekers can, can, can operate. Now, we also uh, just recently, as part of our 20-year celebration, We've moved into offering career and job search advice and we're adding tips and ideas every week through our newsletter and onto our website. And that's a new feature of our website where it does help um, job seekers to, to, to um, come up with you know, ideas about their resume and ideas about questions they can ask at an interview, how to write a covering letter, all those sort of things. Well, we've even got a couple of tips there for uh, for employers and to find great staff, which is some of the things we've talked about today. But uh, you know how to write a, a good job description or write a good job advert. Um, we've got that there as, as one of the tips as well. So there's many opportunities for for the job seekers. They can sign up for job alerts, so they can actually mention any type of job that they're looking for or in any location. Um, and we'll send them an email every day with any job that um, is, is in that classification of, of interest to them. So it's very, it's very proactive. You can be as active as you like. Um, and, of course, we, we encourage people, if they're um, looking for work, to, 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 to take up all of those opportunities because it doesn't cost them anything. Well, Andrew, honour to you and the team. Uh, supercharging the Christian workforce and... For listeners who might want to connect, uh, here's your opportunity. I'll give the website. Uh, Andrew Thoneman leads Christian Jobs Australia. 
connecting employers uh, with employees, and you'll be able to find it, christianjobs.com.au, christianjobs.com.au. Andrew Thoneman, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your insights with us today on 2020. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 